0: almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than
1: Here in the refuge of this Sabbath home, we turn our busy minds towards silence and turn our full hearts toward one another. Even in our sorrows, we find our lives cradled in holiness we cannot comprehend. And though we each walk within a vast loneliness, the promise we offer here is that we do not walk alone. In this space of silence and celebration, Solemnity and music, we make a sanctuary and name our home. Into this home we bring our hunger for awakening. We bring compassionate hearts and a will towards justice. Into this home we bring the courage to walk on after hard losses. Into this home we bring our joy and our gratitude for ordinary blessings. This is a holy space in which we gather, and by our very gathering we bless this space. In its shelter, we know ourselves blessed. These opening words by Kathleen McTeague. Welcome all those who have gathered on Zoom this morning to take part in our Sunday service. Welcome to regulars, to friends and visitors. Welcome to those who might be listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube at a later date. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackall and I'm Ministry Coordinator with Kensington Unitarians. If anyone's joining us for the first time today, you're very welcome. Glad to have you with us. Hope you find something of what you need in our gathering today. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat or drop us an email if you'd like to introduce yourself and say hello. You might want to come along to some of our small group gatherings. That's a way to get to know us better and to the regulars thanks for all you do to welcome all those who come because we've all got a part to play in co-creating this beloved community feel free to do what you need to do to be comfortable this hour it's fine to turn your cameras off if you'd prefer there will be opportunities to join in as we go along a few more opportunities than usual today but it is an invitation not an obligation there is no compulsion to join in with anything So as I said this morning we're doing something a bit different than usual this is what I would call a a sharing service. We'll have all the usual uh, music and hymns and prayers and readings but instead of a sermon we'll have an open space of about 10 to 12 minutes where anyone who'd like to share their short reflections on the theme can do so and the theme we're exploring today is home. What does it mean to feel at home in a place with a person with a group of people in community Perhaps we could also reflect on the experience of not having a sense of home, not having a sense of belonging, a sense of rootlessness, maybe homesickness. We're going to take the topic of home in the broadest possible sense in our explorations this morning. But before we go any further, I'm going to light our chalice as I do each time we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this little gathering is part. In this free church, we come together without creed, focusing instead on our core values of justice, equity and compassion. Mutual acceptance of our diverse ways of being as we seek to connect ourselves more fully with the unfolding truths of life and of our world. We come together in the stubborn belief that community is possible and peace is more than a dream. We commit together to affirm in our actions, as well as our words, the inherent worth and dignity of every human being. We come together in awareness of our interdependence of all humanity and the wider web of existence of which we are a part. And so we light this chalice as a beacon of hope for we who have gathered here this day, for all who have ever walked through our doors, or joined our community via the internet for those who might yet find this spiritual home and for those whose paths will never come our way for this and for all the things we dare to hope and dream we light this
2: chalice flame We're going to move
1: into uh, an extended time of prayer and reflection in a moment. It's based on some words by Harry Lisma short, which means they're quite old-fashioned words, but I like doing this once in a while. They sometimes evoke something slightly different. So I hope they're meaningful for you as well. So let's take all our joys and our concerns, spoken and unspoken, into this time of prayer. You might want to adjust your position to get comfortable. You might want to take on a posture that helps you feel more prayerful, whatever works for you, whatever helps you to get into the right state of body and mind for us to pray together, to be fully present with ourselves, each other, and that which is both
2: within us and beyond us. Spirit of life,
1: God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being, We turn our full attention to you, the light within and without, as we tune into the depths of this life and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the
2: very centre of our being. Here, On this quiet
1: Sunday morning we have gathered once again to seek something without which our lives would be strangely empty. We cannot always put clearly to ourselves what it is that we expect but we know that if our hearts are open and receptive there is a holy gift to be received from our presence here. become with a sense of responsibility for the world in which we live. we are deeply concerned about many things which seem to have gone astray.
2: There are sorrows,
1: which touch the lives of others, and fears which haunt our own days. Conflict and unease
2: reverberate amongst our communities, writ large and small. We come with a sense of responsibility for our
1: own lives. We have work to do, intending to our homes, our relationships, our livelihoods. Often we grow weary and discouraged, yet we know others depend on us, and we strive to be faithful and committed in our endeavours.
2: We come with a sense of responsibility for this
1: congregation too, our spiritual home. Much depends on our faith in these times of change and strife. We come with a sense of responsibility towards one another and towards all those whose paths cross ours. We can make or mar another's peace, We can build one another up or tear each other down.
2: And so we ask for light to see things in proportion, to see a little further forward on our way. We ask for strength and courage and patience.
1: We ask for kindness and compassion in our hearts to understand the needs of those who depend on us. And in a few moments of quietness now, let us seek a higher perspective, a longer view. Starting right where we are, let us shift our awareness ever outward in radiating circles of concern. And let's bring to mind those we know to be struggling this day, perhaps including ourselves. Or fans and family that we hold dear our neighbours in community, others all round the globe who we might only have heard about on the news. And in a time of silence, let's send our prayers of
2: loving kindness to those who suffer. Let us now look back over the past
1: week, taking time to notice what was good and to count our blessings. All the ways in which others helped or encouraged us, inspired or delighted us. All the goodness and the beauty we have known even in the midst of struggle. in a few more moments of silentness. Let us give prayers of thanks for all
2: we've been given.
1: Amen. Time to sing. Our first hymn today is a long-standing favourite of this congregation, Blue Boat Home, and indeed it's a recording of the congregation singing at the church just a few years ago. The words will be up on your screen so you can sing along, or you might prefer just to listen, and I will do my best to keep you all safely
2: muted.
3: reading is called Clubhouse by Jane Ellen Malden. Working late one afternoon, I forgot that it was my turn to drive my son and another boy to gymnastics. We could still make it, if only I could find Ben. When I drove to the neighbour's house where he was supposed to be playing, he and his buddy were nowhere to be found. Maybe they've gone to the clubhouse, suggested my daughter Liz. The clubhouse? What's the clubhouse? Mothers are often the last to know about these things. Liz directed me down a wide, grounding, wide, sorry, down a winding gravel road that led into a vacant lot. She pointed, there they are. I looked out into a partly timbered lot of weeds grass and a few scrub trees lit like gold in the autumn sun there among the trees I glimpsed the two boys bounding like gazelles it seems to me that children have discovered a spot under a fallen tree which when when walled with carpet scraps and roofed with leafy branches, it had become a secret place, a clubhouse. For adventures, princesses and pirates, in and around it they can jump, grow, leap and fly to new wonderful places unpopulated by parents and other extraneous adults. Peter Pan would be right at home there. My children tend to make clubhouses wherever they can. The last one I knew about was on top of our cycle shed. They placed a ladder against the side and climbed up, hoisted a plastic slide onto a 10 foot high um, roof and covered it with a tarpaulin. Voila, an instant clubhouse. One serious drawback, however, was that our two-year-old child climbed up one day and made herself at home when no one was looking. After she was discovered and rescued, and after I finished hyperventilating from anxiety, I called an end to the clubhouse at that particular location. Forever undaunted, the children have made better clubhouses in vacant lots. And when something happens to the one that, that they will find another. And they naturally seek to create a kind of place people of the world overlo- over long for a safe beautiful ple- beautiful haven where their spirits can roam free each of us needs a clubhouse a place where we can be at home where we can gather with other dreamers and adventurers a home a church a bench in a city park can be a clubhouse. The people in a real clubhouse do not ask us to adapt so much as to dream, not of the world as it is, but of the world as it should be.
1: Thanks, Julia. So we're moving now into a time of meditation to take us into the stillness i'm going to offer a poem from jess reynolds called where the heart was which explores this question of when and where and with whom we felt at home maybe after you've heard the poem you can reflect on that question for yourself when or where or with whom do you feel at home you can do that in a few moments of shared stillness while we've got the virtual chalice up on our screen and the silence is going to end with a gentle song from marilisa so again, let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable, have a wiggle, maybe get your feet flat on the floor so you can feel a bit more grounded and steady. You might want to close your eyes. I always say the words, the images, the music, they are just an offering and you can use this time to meditate in your own way. So
2: this is Where the Heart Was by Jess Reynolds.
1: I wrote home on my grocery list yesterday. Below eggs and milk and orange juice, as if I could find it as easily as butter. White capital letters on a hanging sign, Dairy, aisle 12. I have had homes in too many places to count. A red chair, a beach in winter, a too big sweatshirt that smelled like someone I loved. The coffee beans make aisle 8 smell like the kitchen in the blue house I grew up in, rough and rich and full. Is there a home that doesn't smell like coffee, like sea
2: brine, like someone you love?
0: I wish I was homeward bound Home where my thoughts escaping Home where my music's playing Home where my love lies waiting silently for me Every
4: day's
0: an endless stream of cigarettes and magazines And each town looks the same to me, the movies and the factories. And every stranger's face I see reminds me that I long to be. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home where my thoughts escaping home, where my music's playing home where my love lies waiting silently for me. Tonight I'll sing my songs again, I'll play the game and pretend. My words come back to me in shades of mediocrity, like emptiness and harmony. I need someone to comfort me.
4: Homeward
0: bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Homeward my thoughts escaping.
1: So we're moving now towards a time in our service where a few people, if you'd like, can share your own brief reflections in relation to this topic of home. While preparing for this service, I came across a few quotes on the subject, and I'd like to share those quotes before we move into the time of sharing. This is something we often do in the Heart and Soul Gatherings to help us focus a bit more before offering our own reflections. So Claire Cooper Marcus said, a home fulfills many needs, a place of self-expression, a vessel of memories, a refuge from the outside world, a cocoon where we can feel nurtured and let down our guard. Thomas Moore wrote, home is a body sensation established by a love of textures, colours and atmospheres. Often when we become homesick, we remember concrete events and simple sensations and poignantly feel the absence of comforting sounds and touches. Frederick Buchner wrote the word home sums up a place where you have rich and complex feelings about a place where you feel or did feel once uniquely at home which is to say a place where you feel you belong and which in some sense belongs to you a place where you feel that all is somehow ultimately well even if things aren't going all that well at any given moment and finally Christian Morgenstern said home is not where you live but where they understand you might also want to think over back over the readings in today's service juliet's reading about the club home, clubhouse as a place where we feel at home and feel safe a haven where our spirits can roam free or the meditation poem from jess reynolds remembering the sense of home found in a red chair a beach in winter a too big sweatshirt that smelled like someone i'd loved so we've got 10 to 12 minutes now to to share our reflections on the theme what does it mean to you to feel at home in a particular place or with a person or group of people in a community do you perhaps feel a sense of unsatisfied longing for home or a longing to belong to feel at home in a place or a community does home have a spiritual meaning for you Um, as i say at heart and soul tangents are always welcome don't worry about following on from what the last person said or trying to make it all join up logically I invite you to share from your center to the center of the gathering think of it as an offering it's not a discussion or a debate. If anyone wants to speak, please put your hand up and i'll call on you and spotlight you I want you to be able to share freely as you're moved and i'm also mindful of the time we've got say about 12 minutes. So maybe a couple of minutes each. I'm not sure how many people want to speak. This could run short or run long, and I will go with the flow. And by default, we will leave this bit of the recording in the video that goes online. So if you want to join in, but you don't want to be in the video, just have a word with me straight after the service, and I will edit your bits out. So I'm going to go to gallery view now so I can see who's got their hand up. Shall I,
2: I will come to you.
5: um hi i'm charlotte um i grew up in a very small town uh high levels of unemployment but um i had big dreams and so it wasn't the right place for me um i left for university and then i went to vancouver and then i arrived in london in 2015 and right away i felt at home in this big city i felt challenged for all of my big dreams um i loved london Uh, But in 2019, I started missing my family, and I decided to move back to France. And then my mom got sick and passed away. Um, And now I live 40 minutes from where I grew up, so I can be close to my dad and the rest of my family. And it turns out it's also the town where I was born. So I kind of came full circle. And even though I'm right where I started, I've gone through life-changing experiences in the meantime. And before, when I was in France to visit my family during half-term, I couldn't wait to come back to London to my place. Now, when I leave for a weekend or a week, I can't wait to come back to this place where I never wanted to stay. And it's home now.
1: Thanks, Charlotte. When
6: we come to you. I think many of you know that my original home is Hong Kong and um, I hold it very dear in my heart memories of the Hong Kong that was because now the Hong Kong that is does not feel like home and for me home is where my darling companions are everywhere in the world. I hold all of you, all of my darling friends in my heart and that is where my home is. My home is everywhere in the world now where there are people I know and people I will come to know or people I know who know who know. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's massive and quite honestly it includes um, extraterrestrials for that matter. <laughs> We don't need to go there, but we could. (laughs) So, yeah, home isn't an actual location on a map anymore. No, it's absolutely located here. Absolutely in my body and my heart.
1: Thanks, Veronica.
2: Rachel, I'm going to come to you. Um, hi, I'm Rachel. Um, home. Well, I knew what home was, home's
7: about being belonging. It can be groups. It's never been fabric for me. But now we've had COVID, um, and now well, we've had COVID, and now we're in post-COVID, and. Everything has changed, and I have lots of fears, like everyone else, climate change, cost of living, fears closer to me and my family, also some fears about church. This community here is extraordinary how much at home I feel seeing Jane with those books behind her, (laughs) Um, because for two years this was my church, it was on Zoom. And now suddenly when I go to church, it's not Jane with the books behind her. And I don't quite feel at home. It's my head and it's my problem. It's just that it's not the same. Such a relief. I can't tell you to see Jane with those books this morning. Mm. So home, I don't know. And I, but I do know that feeling safe. Feels like a bit of a luxury now with all that's going on, war in Ukraine, people not going to be able to heat their houses, me included maybe, Um, who knows. But
2: home is quite very precious. Thank you, Rachel. Marianne, let me come to
4: you.
8: Good morning, everyone. When I left Belgium in 1971 to go and live in Scotland, I used to feel terribly homesick at times. Edinburgh, as I first called it, seemed to be at the other end of the world. Then home moved to London, where I was just meant to be passing through on my way home. During this now 40-odd years interlude, I became a mum to a lovely daughter and a whirling dervish, spinning my way through many different circles to finally land here in our Unitarian Church, my spiritual home. During a lockdown period, going home to my birth home was not allowed. And the possibility of not surviving the epidemic made me reflect on this other home at the end of our lives and under what circumstances I might get there. So I wrote a little optimistic poem uh, at the time.
2: It's called Home at Last.
8: It may be tomorrow that you'll see an angel, a book under the elbow full of the stories of your life. Maybe tomorrow that a gentle breeze frees them flying to the sky. There is no doubt a morrow will come to end all sorrows.
2: An angel will come, arms wide open. And oh, the book will fall. Fear not, my friend. His
8: embrace will be so tight that you will faint with joy home at last
2: Thank you, Maria. Nikola, are you wanting to share? Yeah. Um I think I we can hear you. Uh, you can hear me good. Good. I
9: I've always been thinking of home. I think particularly after leaving it um 40 years ago, more than almost 50 years ago, coming, leaving Germany. And I would like to, I, I think about it like I took refuge in England at that time, refuge from being completely overwhelmed by German history, the Holocaust and all those kinds of things. That And my heart was big enough to accommodate them, to give them a home and say, yeah, this too is me. So I came to England, came, went into therapy for years, therapy training and working. And that kind of experience of exile that I had to make home, I think, accompanied me right into writing my play recently, which has a long act on conversations between immigrants and residents or exiles and citizens. What I realized or what came when I was writing this was the sort of tangible texture of what home means. Everything you said about the coffee and the shirt and all that kind of stuff makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. It is the loss that people experience when they do not voluntarily, like I did, not voluntarily come to elsewhere or are driven elsewhere. And how the discrepancy between that kind of, if you like, tangible, uh, tasteable, um, beloved home, Mm. the contrast between cold bureaucracies can be so earth-shattering. And it made me think more than anything about, all this time and all these years, how to build bridges how to build my empathic capacity, how to learn to better step into somebody else's shoes, to make a home between us at this very second. That's, I think, that's for me home, the kind of process between you and me and you and others and myself to really try and understand each other and affirm your presence, your existence, your suchness, your visibility in the world, your validity in the world.
2: That that's, comes for me with home. Thanks, Thank Michaela. So, anyone else who would like to speak? even if you don't want
1: to speak on screen, perhaps we'll continue the conversation after the service ends. Perhaps I'll bring this to a close with just one last quote, a few brief words by someone called Erwin McManus who said, Home is ultimately not about a place to live, but about the people with whom you are most fully alive. Home is about love, relationship, community, and belonging. And we are all
2: searching for home. Amen.
1: One more hymn then, another old favourite. When our heart is in a holy place. I wonder if that's another way of thinking about home. Perhaps when our heart is in a holy place, home is not so much about some particular geographical location or another. Home is a state of mind, a state of heart. Once again, uh, as we often do, we're using these recordings by the Unitarian Music Society. I often feel I ought to give them more of a shout out because they've really seen us through this uh, period of Zoom services. So do sing along with the Unitarian Music Society at home if you would like to. few announcements now thanks to maria for co-hosting today to lisa for singing for juliet for reading and thanks to everyone who contributed in the sharing which was really precious we're going to have virtual coffee after the service you can stay for a chat if you'd like And as i said at the start if that's not your thing you can always drop us a line to say hello in writing we've got various small group activities going on during the week coffee morning half 10 on wednesday online Um, there are still spaces left for heart and soul tonight or friday at seven o'clock on zoom this is a contemplative spiritual gathering where we share much like we've shared today actually and this week's theme is teachers Uh, our service next sunday will be a hybrid gathering you can come along to the church in person or online as usual and it'll be more or less hybrid every week from here on in If you're planning to come along in person, please do make habit of checking your emails before you set out on Sundays because there's always an outside chance that we'll need to revert to an online only service if the leader or the host is unwell. I want to remind you about a forthcoming congregational conversation on community engagement. This is on Thursday, the 8th of September at seven o'clock. There'll be a gathering on Zoom to explore ideas about how we can actively cultivate ongoing connections between differing groups within our community once we move to fully hybrid Sunday services. Specifically, this is about how we make sure people who can only attend online and people who are mainly attending in person can continue to interact on a regular basis and feel like one united congregation, which we are. There are various options for initiatives and programs we might set up, so we'd like to hear from people about what they would be most likely to engage with, what would make a difference, in order to target our limited energy and resources in ways that would be most fruitful. Um, If you're in touch with members who don't do Zoom, please encourage them to contact us because it might be possible to offer a watch party at the church or other channels to enable them to have their say and participate in this conversation. very much have a life beyond sunday mornings as a congregation so i encourage you to keep in touch and look out for each other let's do what we can to nurture those supportive connections and all this information is in friday email more or less if you want to refer back to anything so we've just got our closing words and closing music now i invite you to select gallery view at this point to get a sense of our gathered community as we close Our time together may have ended, but our connection to each other and this community remains. We extinguish the chariots here that it might glow gently in our hearts. So may it light your path as you leave this gathering and may it guide your way till we are together again. Together may we walk the path of justice, speak words of love, live the selfless deed and tread gently on the earth, filling the world with compassion. Until we meet again, go well, everyone. Blessed be.
2: Amen.